You're listening to G4D, Grounds for Discussion, a weekly music podcast hosted by your two most caffeinated hosts, Adam and John. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy the following episode. You know what I love about Twitter, Adam? Nothing. <laughs> Besides that. Oh. Every single day, there's somebody who poses the question, what artist do you think is underrated? Hmm. That's a great question. I would say the Beatles, <laughs> uh, the Rolling Stones. Man, I'd even go and say Pink Floyd's pretty underrated. I don't think anyone knows about those guys at all. See, the answer to that question is a lot. There's a lot of artists that are underrated. Yeah, like those three I mentioned. No one's ever heard of those guys before. No, no, I, I know I haven't. What are, what are people replying? Uh, let's see, Steve Winwood, the the. Uh, let's see. Oh, geez, I I lost it. Oh. But I I mean you you, you get the idea. No. Like what constitutes as underrated though? Pink Floyd. I mean. I think, you know, no one knows who they are and, you know, their music, I would say, is influential to someone who's never heard them before. Like, I get why people ask that, but it's asked all the time now, and I feel like there's no reason for any artist to be underrated anymore because we live in an age where there's so much music at our disposal. There is a lot. There's almost too much, way, way too much. Mm, and we try to tackle it all here on G4D, a.k.a. Grounds for discussion. discussion. Good, good, good segue there, Paul Blart. It's a tough job. Someone's got to do it. Mm -hmm. Segway man. That's <laughs> like the worst superpower ever. Segway man. What was the joke that I made the other day that I was saying would be your mutant power that'd be really completely useless? Oh, your mutant power would be able to recognize a song that sounds similar to that song. Yes. Mm -hmm. Looks like I'm already a freak. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it is I, Adam, and my co-host. Co-host. We are both co-hosts. This is this is our baby. It takes two to tango and two to parent. Adam and John here. <laughs> you look so disappointed about that being your superpower. <laughs> I mean, this could be worse, right? Help, help! My baby is trapped inside the building! And the building is on fire. Adam comes along. Don't worry, ma'am. Oh, I'm, I'm here. here to help you. Let's see. <laughs> hmm, that, that crackle fire sounds like the beginning of Immigrant Song. Ta-ta-ta! Wait, where are you going? Oh, I've done my job. <laughs> Just fly right off. Wait, I can fly now? <laughs> well, yeah. Damn, I could have saved that lady. Come on, John. You can't keep making up powers. Yeah, but you can only fly and come up with useless song facts. Oh, so I can fly now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right. I wasn't going to leave you completely without any superpowers. There. <laughs> I guess I'll be have to fly to find out the sources, so that makes sense. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> that's good uh it's it's good to be back sir <sighs> great to be back the sun is out sun is out i'm still full from super bowl sunday oh boy a lot of wings pizza 
Oof. Veggie snacks. Those were good. I like the well, You had to do something to keep yourself entertained. <clears throat> yeah. I'm, I'm not a football expert per se, or would you say a fan, but yeah. oh boy, that was, that was some, some four hour football game. We've had many a conversations where I'll make a sports reference and you kind of just like look at me blankly faced, blank with a blank face. It's like, I'm good with music. You tell me a name of a person. Oh, he's in that band. But like when it comes to like cars or like sports, like I just don't know sometimes like, oh, he's in a a Hyundai uh, Sentra, blah, 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 blah. Like, what does that mean? Oh, it's that car. How do you know that? I don't know that. But you do know the Patriots, and you do know why they're the most reviled team in the NFL, right? Right, because they just got their sixth Infinity Stone, which means they can take over the world or something with a snap. <laughs> Tom Brady just kisses everyone or something. When he, he, like, instead of snapping them away, he just kisses them away or something, right? Is that how that works? But he didn't kiss Papa John. Oh, good. Papa John's been banned for life, being a racist. <laughs> I liked how they tried to make up for all that stuff he said by having a commercial with um, Will John. And it's like, no, that's that's not going to save you guys. Yikes. <laughs> that's not going to save good. you at all. Yeah. Remember when he got slimed by Slimer oh, in that did? Ghostbusters commercial? I don't know. Oh, Papa that's John. right. Yeah. Great commercial. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Not so great movie. Which one? Ghostbusters remake. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I never saw it. Yeah, it's just, it's not like, not not to get sidetracked here. Like, I know a lot of people made a big deal about the women. The women weren't the problem. The problem was it just ended up becoming kind of just too. It was all poop and fart jokes. Yeah, like, there's a scene where Melissa McCarthy's like puking up a ghost. Like, it's just like, that's not funny. Uh. You know, like, you have some really talented people here and the script is garbage. Mm hmm. So it's just, it's, it's not offensive. It's just like, it's something that you watch on TV if there's nothing else on. That's the equivalent of that movie. Got it. But there are some people who like really talk up that movie and it's like, no, no, you're just, you're just trying way too hard. Mm. Way, way too hard. Too hard. Speaking of trying too hard, did you see Maroon 5 play at the Super Bowl concert? Yes. (laughs) And let me say something here. I don't hate Maroon 5. I don't either. I I will be the first to admit that. I saw them live, and they were great. I had a great time. I enjoy their first two albums quite a bit. Yeah, I would even dare say their third album's pretty good. But now as a band, and this show further cemented this, they are more content with just coming out with disposable pop radio songs. It's why they recently had us hit with Cardi B. Yes, it gets them on the charts. Well, that's that's kind but... of how their the trend has been with Maroon 5. They... They, I feel like one of the albums they started putting like rappers on there and features and what was it? Payphone. Was yes. it was, was Khalifa? I think. Yeah, I think that so. kind of started the trend mm-hmm. of you know the rappers in the Maroon Five realm. Well, because they were kind of crossing over beyond being a band and more of pop artists. Well, they evolved with the times. I would say out of all the rock bands, they have kept up with the trends. I would say them and Fallout Boy. Yeah, kind of are keeping up with this trend of like less what made you a rock band and more like heavy pop artists. They're basically adult contemporary now at this point, though. And yeah. this show just further sh- 
proved why their earlier stuff is better than their newer stuff. Yeah. Because when they were playing their older stuff, it's like, oh, this is where Maroon 5 does work. As opposed to later on in the show, when they started playing their really disposable pop hits, it just further proved why this band has just been on a downward spiral. Yeah, it was not good. I, th- I think it's important, too, that, you know, with the Super Bowl, first of all, these artists aren't getting paid for what they're doing. Uh, there was a lot of controversy this year about who was going to be playing the Super Bowl, and a lot of the artists that were asked, you know, kind of res- resided with Colin Kirkpatrick, <laughs> Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, yes, they sided with the oh. guy from NSYNC. Oh my God! No, no, no! It's Col- oh my Colin. Oh my God! Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. I'm yes. so sorry. Yeah, but a lot of the artists sided with him, mm-hmm. as opposed in, in solidarity with him and his protests, which I am completely for, and I get that and, and why that's happening. But like, at the same time, like, who else is going to do it? Oh, this generic white boy band, Maroon Five. They're safe. They're friendly. Mm-hmm. And then you have just a boring show like Justin Timberlake played last year, you mm-hmm. know, and they're starting that descent into, okay, we're going, we're not going to do like all these older acts like no. a Bruce Springsteen or the who, you know, so let's just play it safe with Maroon 5. Safe is exactly <clears throat> the word, sir. Yeah. Safe to its purest form. Yeah. Like this was like, we're not going to offend anybody. We're going to make sure everybody's happy by getting an Atlanta artist there, big boy. And we're going to get Travis Scott on there, too, because, hey, yeah, he had a popular let, song. Let's talk about the, the lineup itself. So we have Maroon 5 at the beginning doing a couple of their older songs. Harder to Breathe. Harder to Breathe and uh, This Love, which I did not expect them to play. I really expected maybe one song off of each album kind of thing and just transition to what they do now. But um, they did... What's that one song? She will be loved too, which I was very surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had that like one love thing, whatever. I don't know. Ah, who knows? That was. And then I think the moment meme lords were waiting for, <laughs> it cut to a clip from the SpongeBob episode where they start a marching band because, as we all know, the creator of SpongeBob died last year, mm-hmm. and there was a huge petition to have Sweet Victory for the song they play in the marching band episode play at the Super Bowl and. They did it, kind of. They did the intro, and then Travis Scott came down off on a flame and crashed into the stage, and he proceeded to play Sicko Mode. Yikes. And, and that's Adam's favorite song, too. God. You know, it's the Bohemian Rhapsody of our generation, I have to tell you. <laughs> so that happened. And then Big Boy and came out. And then Big out. Boy came out for a very lethargic version of i like the way you move with andre 3000 not to be in sight (laughs) yeah absolutely not this was their well we're in atlanta and we got to satisfy the atlanta people yeah that that's exactly what it was and let me tell you something it was really depressing seeing adam levine in an atlian's Atlians, Atlians. Yeah, that was not cool. <laughs> not cool, man. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just referencing something we were joking about <laughs> off mic. The Atlians uh, jacket there, and it's just kind of like, I'm not mad that he's wearing it. I just don't think he should. No. Well, let's also talk about outfits because that's usually a big aspect of these things. He came out in a trench coat, 
And keep in mind, this stadium is indoors. He took the trench coat off, and he had like a like a tank top that looked like a cheetah print. <laughs> and then that's and then towards the last song, you know, because it must have it was probably hard to breathe in there. Oh, he took it off and he had showed his tats. Thus I'm surprised it didn't say memes. I'm surprised it didn't say Atlanta instead of California. Like he really should have committed to it. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was just kind of like that's not warranted. No. And I think too, like for you know younger people who, or just anyone else who watches like The Voice, right? Like you watch The Voice, you listen to Maroon Five on the radio, you're like. This guy is a judge on the voice. Like, he's not True. even like hitting these notes. And like, Mm-mm. I don't know. Like, when you go on the voice, right? Who else hosts that? Well, Christina Aguilera was on at one point. Alicia Keys. Yeah, like these singers who are like graceful and like really good at what they do. And then you have Adam Levine, just like, eh, I guess my shirt should come off. <laughs> like that was uncalled for. Adam Levine is very limited as a singer. Yeah, so he has to use his sex appeal, yes. apparently. And that's what he gets by on quite a bit. Yeah. Maroon 5 should not be performing a stadium set. No. They don't make sense for it. <clears throat> Excuse me. The only reason why they're there is because of their popularity and because of the point that you pointed out earlier, because it's safe. Because they couldn't get Rihanna. They couldn't get Cardi B. Because those are some of the artists that were standing with Colin Kaepernick. I think the biggest problem that I had with this show, to kind of ride off what you're saying, is just not once did I ever feel like they backed up why they should be there. Yeah, it was just very generic and just, eh. It just, and I know this is not uncommon for this type of performance, most of the guys aren't really playing their instruments. He was singing live, though. He was. He definitely was. I'll give him was. that. I, and, and, and I always do appreciate it when an artist does that. But to your point, it's like he wasn't hitting them. He was more focused on dancing, you know, not catching on fire with all the flames that are going off around him or taking off his shirt. He was much more concerned with the actual, you know, dancing and everything else besides the singing that's what i took away from it yeah i feel like they've lost anything resemblance of a band and it's just kind of become a performance it's about him it's always about him there there was that joke that was going around about people saying like you name all five members of the band and obviously no one can't because it's all about him adam levine guitar player bass player drummer (laughs) laptop guy yeah oh yeah all all the way now to going back to the point of him taking his shirt off there were a lot of people that then were saying like wait a second what is up with this because we had an artist that got into a lot of controversy for doing something similar even though well, not on purpose yeah that don't i'm so and and he got to play the super bowl again like what the hell yeah yeah so it's like the whole janet jackson thing now in hindsight it was obviously a much bigger deal than it needed to be Oh, for sure, yeah. And I'm glad people are complaining about Adam Levine taking his shirt off because it's not called for. And like, come on, man. Like, I mean, I'm sure Janet Jackson has no interest. It's it's in one ever thing performing again. It's at one. Super Bowl. I think it's one when the Chili Peppers played. Did they take their shirts off, or were they shirtless when that happened? 
Aren't they always shirtless? That's that's my point. Like, yeah. if you are known for being shirtless, then it warrants itself. So, like, if anything, he should have came out shirtless. <laughs> Not that I'm wanting that to happen, but, like, it was just, like, weird that he had, like, so many wardrobe changes. He just, like, oop, here's the coat gone. Oop, here's the tank top gone. Like, why? Like, what purpose did this serve otherwise for you to be hopefully featured in people magazine and talk about your abs. Yeah. That's, that's about it. Yeah. I mean, we, I think we can wrap up our discussion on this here. I just, it, the Super Bowl halftime show is just a joke now across the board. And it's been that way for a while. I think the last great performance was Prince and that's because it's Prince. Yeah. You can't, you're not going to beat that. No, you're not. Very few artists are even going to be able to come close to what he's able to do. And I, and I think that's just missing. You need an artist that's actually made for that kind of stage. That's bigger than life. I think Lady Gaga was decent when she had played, which I think was last year. But I mean, no, again... Justin Timberlake played last year, right? Oh, no, it was Justin Timberlake. Sorry. Yeah. So the year before that was Lady Gaga. You're right. Yeah. And then, um, what's her name? Uh, Katy Perry played one year. Oh, yeah, that's right. She did too. Yeah. Man. Yeah, just really safe artists. Mm-hmm. Really, really safe. Yeah. So... And it's not going to change anytime soon. Mm. But speaking of changing it up, I think we have a short little review that we could do before we wrap up this episode. Perfect. So today we are going to be going indie. So we're Don't talking, we always go indie? We do a lot. <laughs> but I think this time we're going real indie with the latest album from Girlpool, What Chaos is Imaginary. Now, for those of you who have never heard of Girlpool, they are an indie rock band from Los Angeles, California. They're made up of two members, Cleo Tucker and Harmony, Harmony Tividad. Tividad. First one does guitar vocals, the second one does bass and vocals. They originally did not have a drummer, but on their later albums, they did get a drummer. Good for them. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I think you need that in a band. Anyway, this is their latest album. It dropped last Friday, right? Yep. Cool. And... This is kind of the album that I think is going to kind of get their name out there a bit more. This is very much indie rock, dream pop, very, very lo-fi. If that doesn't sound like your thing, this band isn't going to change your mind. So, Adam, this is my first real album exposure to them. I don't know if that's the same case for you, but I'm very curious to see what you think of them. Yeah, this was my first Girl Pool album, too. It sounds, I don't know. It's it's definitely a very safe-ish indie album. I feel like they are catching up to the popular stuff today, like kind of like Mac DeMarco kind of vibes. I don't know, like without hearing any of their other stuff, like it's hard to, you know pinpoint what their sound is what their style is because it sounds like from what you're saying that it has evolved into this kind of thing so not that not that this is a bad album by any stretch of imagination but like it's it's just there for me i felt like not a lot of the songs are memorable it's just kind of like this weird dream indie pop album that's kind of there and plays in the background while you're doing stuff and like okay that's enjoyable i felt that way At first, it took me really the second listen to appreciate this more. So I think I may like this a little bit more than you do. There's definitely a the 
pains from being pure at heart kind of vibe here. That indie twangy guitar sound is really prevalent throughout this. But I think I really liked the back and forth switching of the vocals. Yeah, the vocals were good. There's almost a kind of abstract sense to their lyrics as well. Uh, Very much like lyrics that you can almost hear in a David Lynch soundtrack type of scenario. Some of them kind of deal with, you know, that period of time from moving on from being a child to going into being an adult. And then the lead singer um, is, is, is trans and kind of started taking the, uh, was it estrogen to lower his uh, voice to a lower register. So, Let you know, the, the testosterone. Oh, I'm so, I'm sorry. I'm, may, I'm He's sorry. He's a trans I'm, artist. Got it. Sorry. No, I'm, you're good. I, I apologize if I'm getting that wrong. I'm trying to, trying to be respectful in how I'm describing it here. No, you're good. And that also, I think, kind of plays into it, too, without being, you know, outright about it. There's definitely moments of talking about changing and becoming something new and looking back on what you once were. Hmm. And I think those lyrics really are kind of what came through for me a bit more the more I listened to this. You're definitely right. This album has a lot of like floaty moments to it where it definitely kind of just feels like it's almost there in the background. And that sometimes can work. It sometimes can be engaging, sometimes it's not. And I can definitely see what you're saying about it not being fully engaging. I think that this is very indie. Yes. Like almost indie to the point of being, you know, a parody. Like I could. <laughs> that, and I, not that I can't take it seriously, because there are aspects of this album that work and that I like about it, but like it's just kind of there. Yes. Like if I was in an Urban Outfitters, I'd be like, okay, I can vibe to this. This is cool. <laughs> Like as as stereotypical as that is, like there doesn't there doesn't do anything that warrants like, oh wow, this is something new in the genre. It's a very you no, know, you're right. Kind of safe. I felt it was a very safeish kind of indie album. And to your point too, maybe I didn't really listen to the lyrics enough to kind of you know get that deeper meaning of it. So I definitely need to listen to those lyrics again. I think that's what elevates <clears throat> it because you're right. Yeah. A lot of the things on this album sound like they could have came from 2000 era indie music like if this album came out in i don't know 2005 it would have been much bigger than i think it is right now yeah i feel like they're finally catching up to what everyone else is doing and not doing what would make them unique they have good chemistry together they bounce yeah, well off each other and there are times where like they do a good job of creating <clears throat> excuse me a good balance in songs when they sing together Mm -hmm. so i i appreciate what is there you know there's definitely almost that very you know what's the word that i'm looking for a very almost lazy vibe to it at points yeah like you could just imagine them playing just slightly swaying back to forth you know just a little head bobbing every now and then a little bit like this is not a very exciting band to listen to, but the points where they do come together, I think that there are some smart things there. And there's some good lyrics I actually like that I really wanted to point out. So there's at one point a song where he's talking about kind of like basically coming to grips with the memory of what you used to be. Mm-hmm. And the line is, will I make the matinee with my newest life and be that a bright time, question mark. 
Like I think I think that that's a really strong line right there, and that, and that's on the track higher. By the way, hmm. it's it's very very like I don't know. There's just something that resonates with me with that, and I can't quite describe it to be honest. It it just kind of hits it, and that's like that kind of twee indie lyrics that when they work they work well, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's a good case of it there. Cool. So, I yeah. guess I'll kind of go into my final thoughts here. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely getting the vibe that I definitely like this better than you do. I don't think that this is for any new indie fans or fans who want to get into indie music. I think it's very much like, hey, if you're an indie fan and you kind of like that kind of dreamy aspect of some indie artists, this is worth giving a look. I appreciate what's here that there's definitely some songs that are stronger than others. And there's definitely some that I feel like really, I don't know, don't warrant as much replay as another, but I enjoyed it more the second time around on it. Mm -hmm. And that second time around had convinced me enough to give this a download. It. Oh, good deal. I, I would agree with you on the download it. That's I don't, I don't hate this album or don't want to make it seem like it's negative, but like, it's enjoyable. Yes, it's there's some good moments on it, but like under the overall scheme of the indie scene, I just it doesn't it didn't do it for me. I guess I was just lacking something. It just sounded too like generic to me to be kind of more than what it is, but like you said, you know, the lyrics are really, you know, in depth and I didn't really get to listen to a lot of the lyrics, I guess per se, so maybe go driving back in, I'll think higher of it but i definitely agree to download it there are enjoyable points on it and definitely vibing and grooving so yeah, yeah that's the saving grace if the lyrics weren't as strong as they were this album would be in a stream of territory but that's what elevates it to yeah i mean one. like people who enjoy indie music will enjoy this just know that there are other artists and groups out there that kind of already do the what they did it's another one to add to the book yeah it just doesn't do enough to like really stand out from the rest yeah but it's not offensive enough to be like you know a you know parody or forgettable it's just it's there yeah so exactly yeah completely agree sir all right i i am almost out of coffee here i know it is, me too it is, it is a sad state of affairs here in the g4d studio <sighs> aka so adam's bad. bedroom yep <laughs> so mm, well let me get that one less bet do it do it do it mm. I know. You you wouldn't think Dunkin' Donuts makes good cold brew, but... you Why are you telling them? Uh-oh. Well, I bought the beans myself and made it into cold brew, so ah, maybe maybe okay. that is a little... Uh, All right. Okay. Influence. All right. I mean, we, listen, we, we just reviewed an indie band. All right? We're <laughs> supposed to be hipsters on this thing, Adam. Hipsters only like Dunkin' Donuts, John. Come on, man. <laughs> I thought it's Starbucks. No, what? No, no. No, you're living in the past. You, you know, it used to likes, be Starbucks, but you know, yeah. who likes Dunkin' Donuts, Patriots fans. America, America <laughs> does run on Dunkin'. <laughs> that seems painful. Why would you run on top of Dunkin'? That's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting you to go there, sir. <laughs> well, I did. Uh, <laughs> Take that, Dunkin'. You dumb donuts. Uh, spell it right why do people spell donuts d-o-u-d-o-n-u-t-s like that's dumb well that's a do nut do nut it's a doubt 
Downed. Downed. <laughs> I, I, is it because of Dunkin' Donuts? I'm sure it has I'm to be. Because sure. that's how they spell it. People are like, oh, D-O-U-G-H. Oh, too many letters. Just cut it out. Yeah, yeah. This is America. Yeah, it's America. We can spell things the way we like. <laughs> Listen to Maroon 5 play at the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, I thought it was kind of interesting that there hasn't been a country artist on there in a while. Right? You, you would think that would be another safe pick right there. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's just a matter of time. It's just the Super Bowl halftime show just most likely isn't going to be any good anytime soon. Yeah. We just got to come to grips with that. So, <laughs> but it still was better than the actual Super Bowl itself. Yikes. Somehow. Football. That Somehow. was not a good game. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Uh, no, it wasn't at all. But hopefully this was a good podcast for all those who listened in. Yeah, much better than the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Oh, you should, you should, next time, just listen to G4D for four hours. Yeah, or just go on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, because we're on there as well. And look, we have a website. It's not SuperBowl.com. It's G4DPodcast.com. <laughs> well, maybe we should buy the domain SuperBowl.com. And it redirects. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. There, there we go. Oh, man. Good stuff, sir. Hey, Perfect. I've, I've, I've had another great time with you. I, I always like kind of discussing... You know, the the uh, Super Bowl, the Grammys, and all that good stuff with you. Good times, good times. And hey, if you want to listen to more conversations of John and I, we were featured on our friend Kyle's podcast, Somewhat Creative. So you can check his stuff out and listen to our episode on there. It's a great time. It is a great time. We lo- we loved uh, being interviewed by Kyle. Yeah, that was a fun time. And plus, this room was awesome. Yeah, that was a cool room. You, like- you, you got to get more action figures in this room, Adam. Yeah, working on it. <laughs> you got the Funko Pops, though. Yeah, I got a couple of them. So, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, just a couple. Just a couple. <laughs> I got my middle little minion here. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So so, so uh, for your birthday, more minion figures? God, more minion figures. Just Always. give them all to me. <laughs> Kevin and Stu. I can't. Of course you know their names. Of course you do. Yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> right up there, you know, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln. Stew, Mount Rushmore of minions. Mount Rushmore, but just minions. That's gonna happen at some point. I'm calling yeah. that. Yeah, you you know it. You know it. Well, let's not give Universal any more ideas. Thank you everybody for listening <laughs> in to another episode of G4D, aka Grounds for Discussion. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of G4D, Grounds for Discussion with Adam and John. Stay up to date on future episodes and all our caffeine-induced antics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username G4D underscore podcast. Drop us a line at G4DPodcast at gmail.com if you have any music suggestions, general questions, or business inquiries. You can find our podcast on iTunes, and John and I would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show. May your cup and heart always be full of coffee, good music, and cliche motivational ending sentences. Thanks.